Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on! Big Mike Stiller had run circles around every lawman of the Southwest. Eleven times he'd been in jail, and eleven times he'd walked out laughing. There were no testimony, for those who knew refused to testify... Or Mike was mean and ruthless to anyone who dared cross him. Now, Big Mike, 200 pounds of bone and muscle and brains, was walking out of the Rimrock Jail, laughing in the face of (laughs) Sheriff Tom Wiley. Hey, you law dogs are wasting your time, Wiley. (laughs) Just wasting your time. Yeah, and mine, too. I'd like to waste more of your time, Mike. I'd like to waste about 20 years of it for you. (laughs) Give me back my shooting iron, Sheriff, and I'll be on my way. Here. Take it and travel. And remember, if I ever get a chance to give you the works, I'm going to do it. Sure, sure, I know. (laughs) Yes, sir, this makes 11 times I've been in jail, you know that? 
And there ain't been one yet could hold me. <laughs> well, adios, badge man. One evening, about a week later, Sheriff Wally sat in the living room of his home, reading the latest newspaper which had come in that day from Abilene. Hmm. Sure is a pile of folks coming west these days. Suddenly, the young sheriff stiffened in his chair. Without warning, the cold muzzle of a gun barrel was pressing against the back of his neck. Who, who are you? Turn around and see for yourself, Tom. What? It, well, of all the Lone Ranger. Mister, you sure had me talking to St. Peter there for a minute. <laughs> Better call that an object lesson, Tom. Keep your ears open as well as your eyes next time you catch up on the news. Huh? Well, ain't no one else could come into a room as quiet as you. No, sir. <laughs> no? Yes, again, my friend. Then look over in the corner. What? What? Say, if it ain't Tonto. Hi, you red man. <laughs> How, Sheriff? Well, is there anybody else in my house I ain't met yet? Got any more friends with you? Just Tonto and me, Sheriff. <laughs> Where's that kid nephew of yours? Then... He's visiting Jim Randall's boys over at the Jingle Bob Ranch for a few days. Well, sit down. Sit down and make yourselves comfortable. Oh, thanks. <laughs> After scaring the daylights out of me, suppose you fellas tell me what brings you to Rimrock. Oh, just passing through and stop to say hello. Hmm. I never knowed you'd light very long in places unless there was something stirring. Come on now. Why are you and this poker-faced engine looking like that, huh? What are you up to? Who are oh, you after this time? How much do you know about Big Mike Stiller? Ah, so it's Big Mike, huh? I thought you had a good reason for showing up here like you did. Big Mike. Now, there's a gent for you. If that fellow worked as hard at being honest as he does at being a crook, why, say, he could be a big man around here. Yes, there are men like Big Mike everywhere. Have you uh, seen him lately? Sure, I had him in my jail not more than a week ago. But, like always, we had to turn him loose. Now, I know just as well as I'm sitting here that it was Big Mike Stiller stuck up the bank right here in Rimrock a month ago. But do you think we can prove anything? Everybody's afraid of the devil. But you picked him up for questioning anyway. Is that it? Yeah. But did you ever get a good look at a fox right after he's caught a rabbit? Well, that's the way it is when I try to talk to Big Mike. He sits there and grins at me, licking his chops. Evidently, he's a smart outlaw. Smart? <laughs> Listen, that's what makes him plumb dangerous. And I don't mind saying he's got me buffaloed. That maverick could give lessons to a Philadelphia lawyer. You know what he said when I turned him loose last week? He said he'd been in jail 11 times and been turned loose every time. Now, if that ain't one for the books. It's bad, all right, when an outlaw can walk in freedom and laugh at the law. Well, it ain't only me he's laughed at. They've had him in jail from El Paso to Dodge City. Whenever Big Mike shows up, bang, trouble starts. But the law says you've got to prove he's guilty. He don't have to prove nothing. That's the law, Tom. Wherever Big Mike shows up, there's trouble, huh? <laughs> you darn well bet you. That man is made up of meanness clear through. And last week he showed up in Rimrock? Well, yeah, I picked him up for questioning, but I reckon he dusted out fast enough when I turned him loose. About a month ago, a friend of mine in Bishop County, name of John Repley, sent a big trail herd into Dodge City. That herd brought close to $50,000 in cash. Yeah? Repley was ambushed on the way back to his ranch. The money was stolen from him. Must have sure put a crimp in his finances. It ruined him. He was unable to meet his obligations, lost his ranch. Oh, that's too bad. But, uh, what's this got to do with Big Mike Stiller? Repley swore that the man who robbed him was Big Mike. Yeah? 
Well, seems like it'd been a simple thing to pick up Stiller and have him come face to face with your friend. Now, that's one thing about Big Mike. He don't never hide. Yes, I know. He was rounded up in this case and charged with a crime. Did uh, Repley identify him? Yes. Repley had to admit that the man who robbed him wore a mask, which made it possible for him to be mistaken. Well, even so... Big Mike, in his usual manner of laughing at the law, produced four people who swore that he was in the New Mexico Territory, a thousand miles away when the robbery took place. Well, I'll be jiggered. You see, that's what I've been telling you. That slippery rascal's too foxy to live. I heard a few days ago that you had arrested him, Tom. That's why I headed for Rimrock. And if he's planning something around here... Oh, I... Don't worry, he ain't. I gave him his walking papers a week ago. He ain't likely to... Kimasabi, Sheriff. What is it, Toto? Ryder, come plenty fast. Good work. The Sheriff's going to have company. We'd better get out of sight for a moment. Tano, you sure got keen ears. Well, I'll go see who it is. Yeah? What are you so all-fired Popeye about? Listen, I come up as fast as I could. Figure you better know right away. All right, all right. What's bothering you? Because there's going to be trouble in town before morning if you don't get busy. I seen him my own self. Heard him telling everybody. Well, you long-winded galoot, what are you talking about? What trouble? Seen who? Heard who? Get to the point. I seen Big Mike Stiller, that's who. Yeah, and I heard him telling all over town he was going to eat you up in no time at all if you come messing around while he was in town. He's been drinking, Sheriff, and he sure is acting mean. Hmm. Big Mike again, huh? Just wanted to let you know, Sheriff. You, you better keep out of sight. Keep sir. out of sight? Boy, you rattle-headed numbskull. Who do you think Sheriff around here, me or Big Mike? You go tell that curly wolf I'm on my way down there right now. If he ain't gone when I get there, he's going to stay in my jail for another visit. You go tell him I'm coming right now. Uh, well, I, I don't want to tell him just like that. Go on, beat it. If he shoots you, I'll have the town pay your expenses to Boot Hill. Now get. Uh, yes, sir. Get up there. Get up. Get up. Well, I reckon you heard all of that. Sounds like Big Mike is on the prod, Sheriff. Well, that suits me. Anytime any owl hoots come into town and start giving orders, I'm going to either change them orders or change this star for something that fits better. I'm heading for town right now. You fellas want to wait here till I get back, you're welcome. Thanks, Tom, but I think we'll be on our way. Oh, uh, Toto, you'd better go along into town with the Sheriff. Ah, and if Sheriff have trouble, me help him put outlaw feller in Calaboose. Good. Keep your eyes open. I'll meet you later at the camp. Adios, Sheriff. Well, now, look who's coming. <laughs> Howdy, Sheriff. Mike, I told you once before, your company ain't wanted in Rimrock. I'm a staying right here. All right, then. You can stay in jail till you're ready to leave. Kind of fast pulling that shooting iron, ain't you? I can pull the trigger even faster. Let's go. You might be making a mistake, Sheriff. Shut up and get moving. Pronto. A few miles away from the town of Rimrock, the Overland Stage Company maintained a way station where the coach horses were changed on the long run between Abilene and Fort Bentley. It was just past midnight. Inside the way station, old Joe Bailey glanced nervously at his watch mm. and went again to the door to listen. Old Joe was one of the few men who knew that the Overland Stage was carrying a special bullion shipment for Wells Fargo, a treasure that would prove an irresistible temptation to many men. 
Swiftly, the stage drew up to the way station. You're sure popping leather tonight, ain't you, Bob? Yeah, you said it, Joe. Come on, Raleigh, give me a hand. I'm itching and change horses. Raleigh, you hear me? Come on, get down off of there. Hey, look out! Here he is in sick, Raleigh. He can't hear nothing, sense. Get a boy. Somebody slugged your guard. He tossed him on the ground there and they're stealing your stagecoach. Hey, come back here. Look out, Bob. That farmer's shooting for keep. Get back. Joe, Joe, you heard? Got me right in the bread basket. Some murdering coyote. I'll get a horse and chase him. Wait. Wait, Bob. You... It's no use. Go get Posse. Go Rimrock. Tell Sheriff Big Mike Stiller. Big Mike Stiller, huh? Joe recognized Big Mike. We'll get him, old-timer. We'll get him. We'll get him for you, Joe. The next afternoon, while the sheriff's posse scoured the surrounding countryside for some sign of the ruthless bandit, the luckless driver of the Overland stage was being questioned by officials of the Wells Fargo Company and the owners of the great McAllister mines. Bruce McAllister raised a hand for silence and spoke to Bub, the driver. Listen, Bub. Now you be real sure of what you say, because a lot depends on it. Did old Joe Bailey say the man that stole your stage is Big Mike Stiller? That's what Joe said, Mr. McAllister. All right, that settles it. Boys... I think we've really got something to hang that buzzard with this time. Which, which Sheriff Wiley says Big Mike's been in jail over at Rimrock for two days. I don't give a hang what Tom Wiley says. Old Joe said Stiller was the outlaw, didn't he? So far as we know, who's to say that Tom Wiley ain't in cahoots with Big Mike, huh? If you ask me, Wiley is Big Mike's partner. For all we know, maybe he has been right along. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. 
Bruce McAllister, president of the fabulous McAllister Gold Mines, raised into Tom Wiley's office, accompanied by representatives of the Wells Fargo Company. Wiley, I'm talking straight from the shoulder, and you can like it or lump it. I don't care which. Go ahead. Get it off your chest. Joe Bailey worked for me for 35 years. Never told a lie in his life, to my knowledge. And with his dying breath, Joe said that Big Mike Stiller shot him. I know. Joe seen Stiller a hundred times. He ought to know... Now, but... listen, McAllister, you don't have to get tough with me. There ain't nobody in the territory hates Big Mike more than I do. Yeah, that's what you say. And that's what I mean. And I'm telling you that Big Mike Stiller has been right here in this jailhouse for two days. We got your word for that. Well, mine ain't the only word you got. There's a dozen people in this town see me arrest Big Mike and throw him in the clink two days ago. Mm. You can prove that, huh? You bet your boots I can prove it. Well, then you better get ready to do so. There was $85,000 in bullion on that stagecoach. Old Joe said it was Big Mike. And by thunder, it sounds just like one of his slick jobs. I know it does. The fact remains that a man can't rob a stagecoach at a way station 15 miles from here and be in jail right here in Rimwalk at one and the same time. The sheriff's posse found the abandoned stagecoach overturned in the foothills. The horses in a hopeless tangle of broken harness. But the three heavy boxes containing the gold shipment were gone. And so was every trace of the man who'd stolen the treasure and killed old Joe Bailey. It was dusk when the stalwart Indian Tonto rode into the Lone Ranger's camp. With him was the young sheriff, Tom Wiley. Oh, 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 oh. Howdy, Lone Ranger. Hello, Hello Sheriff. Howdy. Hello, Tonto. Well, Tom, you were right about one thing. Huh? You said that wherever Big Mike appeared, there was sure to be trouble. Yeah, I sure got plenty on my hands right now. And McAllister ain't making things any easier. Tell me what happened. Listen, there ain't a man alive could break out of that jail, leastways not without leaving plenty of sign. And if he did, he sure wouldn't be foolish enough to come back to the place. Hmm. That big devil, he's made life miserable for me for three years. I'd, I'd almost give my right arm to put him away for keeps. Yes, I know, Tom. He's a bad hombre for certain. I'm going to have trouble with McAllister. He, he said... Yes? He's made the remark that I might be Stiller's partner. Which would explain why Stiller's been so successful. Oh. Well, I think we all know better than that. Well, feller, him lose plenty gold. Maybe him excited. Sure he's excited. But that don't give him no call to run me down, does it? I've been trying to hang something on Mike Stiller for years while McAllister's been getting rich and fat with his gold mines. <laughs> I think we better start at the beginning of this thing, Tom. Now, let's go back and go over the whole thing right from the start. Tell me everything you know about Big Mike. But don't you see? He couldn't have possibly been in on this robbery. A man can't rob a stagecoach while he's in jail. Oh. It is a, a rather unusual method. But let's not forget that our friend Stiller is a very unusual criminal. I'd a heap rather have you and Tonto ride out with me and try to pick up the trail from where that stagecoach was wrecked. Oh, that's not good now. Posse been there and them spoiled trail. Tonto's right, Sheriff. If there was a decent trail to follow, the men who have been there already would have spoiled it. Well, let's have your story from start to finish. Later that day, the Lone Ranger and Tonto sat in Sheriff Tom Wiley's house where the masked man spoke earnestly to the owner of the McAllister Mining Corporation. At first, the man was furious to realize that he'd been summoned to discuss his personal affairs with a stranger wearing a mask. Then, when the sheriff identified the Lone Ranger, McAllister sat up and paid close attention. A little later, at the Rimrock Jail... 
Sheriff, I reckon I owe you an apology. Just how do you figure, McAllister? Well, I've been checking up on what you told me, and so far I've run into a dozen people that seen you arrest Big Mike and put him in jail the other night. Too bad you couldn't have took my word for it in the first place. Well, now, there ain't no call for hard feelings, Sheriff. It's only, uh, well, I was naturally upset at losing so much money. Sure, I understand. I thought, sure, it was Big Mike. But I reckon we all make mistakes at times. Sure. Uh, Wells Fargo's got a couple pretty good men on the case. They picked up a trail out where the stagecoach was wrecked. Well, they did, huh? Yep. Whoever it was headed right straight out for the Badlands. Don't know whether they'll ever catch him in there or not. Well, just wanted to tell you I'm sorry I got ornery about the thing. No hard feelings? Well, of course not. Like you say, we all make mistakes at times. Mm-hmm. Well, so long, Sheriff. Bye. Reckon you heard what McAllister said, didn't you? Sure. About time he woke up to what's going on. <laughs> I've been accused of lots of things, Sheriff. But ain't none of them ever been proved. And I sure don't see how a man could rob a stage while he's laying in jail. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I told him. Not that I wouldn't like to see you get your neck in a sling. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, listen, Tin Star... How long you figure to keep me in here? I told you before. Till you get ready to leave town. Well, you're going to be bullheaded about it. I sure am. I reckon there's other towns. Better than this one. <laughs> yeah, and I'll bet they got better jails in them, too. You going to make tracks if I let you out? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess I know what I ain't wanted. All right. Come on out to the office and get your things. I'm giving you just exactly five minutes to hit the village limits and keep going. Sure. Well, I was in 12 times, and now I'm out 12 times. <laughs> hey, like I said, you law dogs are just wasting your time. Mine, too. Hmm. Well, unless you can figure how to go from 12 to 14, the next time is going to be number 13, Mike. And believe me, that's an unlucky number. <laughs> you believe in that junk, Sheriff? <laughs> Me, I ain't superstitious. No, sir. At the Rimrock livery stable, Big Mike Stiller paid his feed bill and saddled his horse. Then swiftly, he rode out of town, heading straight west. An hour later, Mike twisted in the saddle and looked carefully along the back trail. Apparently satisfied with what he saw... The big man swung his horse sharply to the north and applied the spurs. Get up, you no-good flea bait. <laughs> Get up there. Easy now. Mike Feller, leave horse and go in cave. Yes. Tom, I think you've captured yourself an outlaw at last. With plenty of evidence this time. I sure hope you're right, Mask Man. One thing is certain. He isn't going to move all that gold with one horse. Question is, are we going to wait for him to come out or go in after him? He might be doing a good job of hiding the stuff in there. But if we don't find it, we ain't got a leg to stand on. Tom, seems like Mr. Stiller told you he wasn't superstitious, didn't he? Yeah, he was bragging about it. It just so happens that Tonto and I have used that cave before. Tonto knows of another entrance, which Big Mike probably never saw. Yeah, what about it? Tonto's mighty clever at imitating wild animals. 
Some of his, well, imitations are very realistic. Hey, you mean that? Why not? Tonto, why don't you slip around through the brush to that other entrance and... <coughs> this is hard work. With awful good wages. <laughs> I get this stuff hidden here proper. Didn't have time the other night. Well, it'll be safe here for a million years. <laughs> well, if I can just... Hey, what the... What in the name of... Must be a mountain lion's den back there. I can shoot mountain lions. But, but I can't see you. Thirteen times, won't it? Yeah, you won't keep me here, badge man. Just a minute. This time you're staying, Stiller. Let's have the key. What are you talking about? You don't understand, huh? Well, I'll explain. About ten days ago, you hit upon an idea for the perfect crime. A crime that would happen while you were in jail. So that regardless of evidence of testimony, you couldn't possibly be blamed. Yeah, you're talking local. Somehow you learned about the special shipment from the McAllister mines. Then you showed up in Rimrock, knowing that the sheriff would immediately pick you up for questioning. And that was what you wanted. You say Mike wanted me to pick him up? He had a small quantity of wax hidden in his clothing. While you had him here that first time, Tom, he managed to get a wax impression of the lock on the cell door. What? You mean to say that... The second time you had Big Mike in jail, he was carrying a key to this cell door. He still has it, probably hidden in his shoe. Yeah, why don't you stop talking crazy? Sheriff, you gonna lock me up or ain't you? Better hand over the key, Mike. We can take it away from you if necessary. So that's how it happened. Why, the slick son of a gun. Got himself put in jail with a key to let him out long enough to rob the Wells Fargo shipment and then hustled right back in here. How'd you figure it out, masked man? When you told me about Mike being in your jail the first time, I suspected he had some purpose other than laughing at the law. And when he showed up in Rimrock the second time, well, that was too much for coincidence. Otto saw the traces of wax on the lock. Doggone, he sure must have been laughing up his sleeve when I come let him out. He could have left any time, but he preferred to have you release him. Uh, here comes McAllister. Aren't you grab Big Mike with the gold? Is that true? The bullion is safe in the bank vault. We had four horses to bring it in. Now, Mike, I want that key. Now. I, I... If I have to get it myself, I promise you I won't be gentle. All right. <coughs> Here. There you are. Now, are you satisfied? Here's the key, Sheriff. This time, I think you have all the evidence you need. Yeah. Thirteen times in jail. Kind of bad luck for you, Mike. But you know, I reckon you're going to get out the thirteenth time at that. Whoa. What's that? You, you say I'm going to get out, Sheriff? Yeah, Mike. You're going to get out. So you can climb the 13 steps to the gallows for the murder of Joe Bailey.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>